Tommy uh, connected and uh, hooked up here. And, of course, with the end of the regular season upon us, now it is the, all right, how are we going to build for the offseason? Happens but, quick. You know, it does. It does start to happen quick. There's no question. I know that the, the coaching interviews are going on. Uh, there's at least one request into uh, Gerard Mayo, and that would be from the Cleveland Browns, but only as their defensive coordinator. And our friend Tommy Curran is now with us on the Harbor One Hot. Line. Tommy, good afternoon. What's up, Chris? How are you? We're hanging in there, friend, and uh, talking a lot about uh, Bill Belichick and some of not only the decisions that he has to make and some of the things that he said in his uh, press conference yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on Bill Belichick sort of putting into perspective how he views cash spending with his football team. What do you make of the comments of Bill going down the hole? Well, I got to look at it in a three-year snapshot. I think it's fully and wholly a defense by Bill against any notion that the Patriots overspent in 2021 and didn't get any bang for their buck. And I'm mystified and uh, puzzled as to how anyone can think that a guy who makes $30 million a year as a head coach who just went eight and nine, who had $60 million worth of wide receivers and tight ends rot on the vine, is going to sit there in a postseason press conference and allege that the ownership didn't spend. That makes no sense to me. So this idea that crafts, the crafts were in Bill's crosshairs yesterday is a non-starter for me. He wouldn't do that. That wasn't the point. The point was for Bill to say, hey, you know, you're talking, Karen Garigian, about bang for the buck. But I'm not out here spending like a maniac, nudge, nudge, Robert. And additionally, don't forget, I signed the Dietrich Wises and the David Andrews and the Lawrence guys back to this team for less than they would have gotten on the open market because I waited them out. So don't talk to me about being a spendthrift. That was not directed at the crafts. Unless Bill, making $30 million a year, really wants to piss off his bosses as he walks in there with a team that couldn't line up in the red zone half the time. So this is just him uh, kind of taking care of uh, what you call like beat reporter, you know, gossip and narratives that were, you know, created in the beginning of the season, right? That, that whole thing. Is that yeah, him taking care of uh, family business? That's getting it out there. I, no, I think it's getting it out there. Look, I'm tired of listening to all this crap about yeah. John Smith and, and Nelson Aguilar. How about I start to highlight a little bit that we didn't go crazy so that Robert doesn't have that perception if he's harboring it because he keeps hearing it on the radio or other folks do. So I'm just going to set the record straight here. So we can go crazy. So would you? But uh, but as a general rule, I mean, I know he took the last three years and a lot. Of, you know, with the, with the 27th in the league in cash spending was how he phrased it. If you were to take the last 20 years, 22, 21, 22 years, would they kind of still be in that kind of area? Like, you know, wouldn't that really be like their their average is like 25th to 26th in the league? Or what's your thought on that? I think that it spikes and dives, Christian. I know, but as a as an average, as an overall average, they're I'm sure uh, over a long period of time you're going to have some spikes. I, I'm going to imagine that they're they're a hell of a lot closer to the top ten than they are to 25. Because if we look at the money to Will Fork or Mankins or Revis or yeah, they do push away from the table with a 12 million dollar franchise to to um to Welker or 
Yeah, they got a low-budget quarterback who was the best in the league by far, and that's going to keep it down and reasonable that they never had to address that. But I, I just don't think that Bill, again, making $30 million a year, the highest-paid professional coach on the planet, is going to sit there and, and mention that he's that nobody's spending enough money. I think that was wholly for him to show how economically prudent he is, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, well, how come I don't get any money from you guys? <laughs> well, do you think Kraft will respond or be upset, or will Kraft be like, well, Bill's getting older, he's trying to control his narrative? I don't think the Krafts ever love to hear cash spending referred to in a light that makes it sound like they're not spending a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think that they're going to sit down and spend a whole crap load of time on that sentence um, because they get bigger fish to fry. Like uh, offensive coordinator. <laughs> and where is it going from here? How do you think, Tommy, this whole, to your best guess, how will sure. this whole kind of process sort of shake down in terms of Bill making the decision, but maybe more importantly, Robert Kraft talking to Bill about the decision that needs to be made. Here's what's hard, I think. You know, my understanding is that Bill O'Brien still hasn't been contacted as of the early part of the weekend and is unsure exactly what the layout of the Patriots coaching staff would be. Well, what happens with Matt? What happens with Joe, who are both friends of Bill's over the course of time, but also might be in the kitchen with him? if he were to come here. So my understanding is Bill O'Brien would still be in the dark on that because the Patriots haven't picked up the phone. Now you can say, well, they haven't picked up the phone because the season was still going on. And you can't tell Matt that he's out as OC until the season's over. So they can't pursue Bill O'Brien. But the fact of the matter is time's a ticket and, you know, jobs are opening up. So, yes, there's a meeting with Robert Kraft that has to go on, but then Bill's going to say, well, we haven't really gotten in on that. And that is the hard reality of having one person doing everything. Look, if you look at players, right, and the Patriots' ability to strike quick in free agency, in one, in 2003, I think it's when Christian might have come. might have been 02, though. 02. Okay, you were part of that disappointing 02 season. So in 2003... <laughs> They went out and went crazy at the start of free agency with Roosevelt Colvin and Rodney Harrison. Same thing happened after a disappointing for them 2006, 2007, hit the ground running. 2016, after 2015, hit the ground running. Same thing in 2021. They've never really done that with the coaching staff, except for, as Phil Perry pointed out, one time. And that was with Josh McDaniels. 2011 ending. Bill O'Brien, I believe, already heading out to Penn State. Patriots said, get McDaniels off that Ram staff and Steve Spagnuolo's staff right now. We're not going to lag. And what happened? They ended up being a friggin' great team in 12 and 13. Well, not 13. In 12, 14, 15, the rest of the decade. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking to Tom E. Kearns. Tom, what do you make of this um, this Jack Jones suspension? And uh, we played some tape or some audio earlier um, of Albert Breer talking about how there could be some, I don't know, maybe some popping off going on from Jack Jones in a meeting uh, re- in, towards Bill. What do you make of that? I think that it's a level of frustration that's probably existed around the team and that Bill needs to try and stifle dissent, especially with a rookie fourth-rounder. 
no matter how well he's played, according to Pro Football Focus. You, you can't have it. And I think that, to me, is one of the most interesting aspects of this um, slippage that we've seen for a team to go to 8-9 and nine, is on-field agitation with the coaching staff, on-field inefficiency, lack of discipline on the field, um, just dumb situational football in those key areas. And I understand players leave and coaches leave, but we never thought that Bill would preside over a dumb team or a team that didn't have discipline, whether on the field and controlling its emotions or apparently in following instructions to get to rehab assignments as is being alleged with Jack Jones. So So this is not a sign of Bill losing control? Well, I think I think yeah. I mean you saw guys flip out. On Bill, I mean, is it a sign that he lost control? He suspended because 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 the, the narrative is now that J- if Jack Jones is popping off, who's next? I think it's been a year of pop offs, and we watched it on the field all year with with Mac. Mm-hmm. And you know, we saw disgust from Mac. Remember during the the Raiders preseason game, whipping his wristband, you know, moping on the sidelines. So it's. That's the kind of thing that you open yourself up to if the players believe, and Christian, I don't want to say this as if I know, but if the players believe you haven't put them in a position to succeed and you had bad and dumb decisions to put them there, you lose some credibility with your decision-making and your authority. So you got to make good decisions to regain that. Tommy, do you think some of this is rooted in – Bill's old school and players aren't old school anymore and that it's more about the players or the philosophy of the head coach, which has been more than proven for two decades. I think it's tied to success and a feeling of competency. If the players on the field feel more competent than some of the coaches on the staff, and I know that Pellegrino with the cornerbacks and Steve Belichick and Mayo and um, Brian Belichick, they kicked ass on the back end with those corners for the most part, Jack Jones included. But they're part of a defense that's one of the best in the league, and they're home because the offense didn't work. So that just chisels away at the authority. I I don't think it's a crisis. I really don't think the Patriots are going to have a discipline crisis because mostly their guys are good guys. They have high-character guys. They hire guys who are, generally speaking, pretty much on their stuff. So, okay, so do you believe that uh, there's going to be some, you know, pretty drastic changes on the offensive side as far as Matt Patricia and Joe Judge moving to some other place? I hope so, but I don't think that Bill has done anything at all to indicate that he's about to do that. Well, what would you need mm-hmm. to see? Uh, would you just need to hear something from somebody inside? How about an inside? interview? How about, how about uh, a feeling that Bill O'Brien has exactly if, – if no one reports on Bill O'Brien's status as to whether or not he's talked to the Patriots and and is still saying he hasn't. Once we stop saying, hearing that Bill O'Brien hasn't talked to the Patriots, then we can actually maybe think that maybe they reached out, but so far it still hasn't. What about Cliff Kingsbury? Ooh. I, think I think it's a horrible idea for Cliff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what I said. You oh, for, hold on. Tom said for Cliff. Why yeah, is that? For Cliff. All right, so Cliff's got a contract that runs through 2027. He's going to go from Arizona, where he had a Machiavellian quarterback, you know, cutting his Achilles at every turn, to coming back out here and replacing Matt Patricia and working with Joe Judge. 
two guys who are basically in the same situation as they are. He's going to come back here with no title. Otherwise, Arizona's going to say, hey, hey, you got to pay him as an offensive coordinator. We're off the hook with some of the salary. Patriots are going to want to play the same game with Matt, with Cliff Kingsbury that they did with Matt and Joe, where you don't give him a title so you can make the Giants and Lions pay for him. So he's going to come back here. He's going to have no title. He's going to have Matt, who got cut off at the knees after being set out there as you know a human dartboard for the year, feeling not that great about things. He's going to have Joe Judge, who really didn't have a lot of persuasive ability as a quarterbacks coach this year, not happy that he's about to get demoted and kick back to special teams. Not going to have a title. He's going to have 90 hours a week of work for a coach who's not that fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, see, because so the, the bill is not a get-home-for-dinner guy. When it comes to his coaches, right. he's not a get-home-for-dinner guy. He's got tortured this year. Yeah. They, those coaches, whether it was in Arizona while they were there for that week, they were in meetings until 4 a.m. They were in meetings. Those coaches, that's such a waste thing. of time. It's such a it's hey. such it's so overkill. It drives me nuts. Hey, speaking of coaches, quickly, Tommy, because I know we're up against it. Uh, I know Gerard Mayo, Cleveland has requested an interview. What are you hearing surrounding Mayo? Is there a want for him to go? What do you know? He'd like to make sure that he's on an incline uh, incline in his career. He's learning more. He's making contacts. He's in different organizations or making progress towards being a head coach. Patriots didn't do anything to make sure that Josh McDaniel stayed here last year. Um, No phone calls were made as they were in 2018 before he went to uh, Indianapolis to talk him off the ledge. So he's gone. Would the Patriots do that with Mayo? What would it require? I don't think it would require just the D.C. title. I think that Gerard would want to have say, okay, how about associate head coach? Make it look like I'm progressing up the ladder here a little bit instead of me having to go to interviews and say, this is what I actually do, even though I don't have any title. Man, is it really $30 million for Bill? That's like stuck with me ever since you said that at the beginning of this interview. Holy crap. Well, if you Google, they had head coach salaries. And uh-huh. I don't know. And Bill's highly guarded. But he is by far the highest paid coach in professional sports. And I just remember my, and I, yeah. they had him targeted at 20 or 25. And I remember people I spoke to said, yeah, and that's it's a lot more than that. Well, it's probably going to say 20 to coach and 10 to be the GM, something of that. That that would that would actually make sense with the going rates considering his success. And it's always success when we talk to our friend Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Thank you, friend. We'll talk to you soon. Great, great stuff. Thank you. 